Hello, brothers and sisters. We're talking about salvation. Today, I want to talk about soul salvation. For he that believeth on the Lord Jesus Christ have eternal life. And so I want to talk about that a little bit because, because oftentimes in different religious circles, they think salvation is based off whether you was baptized properly or what they think to be properly or whether you dress properly or whether you the name on the building match up with what they think the name on the building ought to be. A lot of people think that. I know some of you all might say, Derek, you got to be kidding me, but some of you all know who's, who's been in church all your life. New people who, hadn't, who didn't grow up in the church, they don't know all of that crazy stuff, but people that have been in the church all their life, they can't avoid religion. So I want to just talk about salvation. God made it so simple to you have to have somebody to help you to misunderstand it. Let's go to the ninth chapter of Romans. <clears throat> Let's start at the 10th verse. It says, and not only this, but when Rebecca also had conceived by one, even by our father Isaac, for the children being not yet born, neither having done any good or evil. You need to remember that part. That the purpose of God, according to election, might stand, not of works, but of him that call it. If God sends somebody to talk to you about Jesus, that means he has called you. Now, I know people who answered the call, supposedly, <coughs> and then got away from it. Start talking about Muhammad and Buddha and some old other crazy stuff they got going on now. So they really not e e uh, elected. See, only the ones that are called is going to come and they're going to remain. Everyone is not going to remain with the Lord. Some is going to renounce the Lord. And therefore, you'll know them by their fruit. That's why you can't judge the thing before the time. Salvation is for them that believe on the Lord Jesus Christ until the end. Not say I confess with my mouth right now. And then <coughs> a few months later, they on some kind of other stuff. Or a few years later. Them that Jesus really called, they're never leaving. So... Don't don't try. Don't you figure that out. You let the Holy Spirit do his thing. So because he is not of works, but of him that call it. Verse 12. It was said unto her that elder shall serve the younger. As it is written, Jacob have I loved, but Esau have I hated. Now that was told before they were born. And when they was born, if you go back and read it in Genesis, it worked out the same way the Lord said it. Esau sold his birthright for some for a bowl of soup. Verse 14, it says, What shall we say then? Is there unrighteousness with God? God forbid. For he said to Moses, I will have mercy on whom I will have mercy, and I will have compassion on whom I will have compassion. So then it is not of him that will it, nor of him that run it, but of God that showeth mercy. 
For the scripture said unto Pharaoh, even for the same purpose have I raised thee up that I might show my power in thee and that my name might be declared throughout all the earth. Therefore have he mercy on whom he will have mercy and whom he will he harden. Now let's drop down. <coughs> now what Paul, don't misunderstand it. Somebody teach this a little different than what the scriptures uh, are. I'm not going to really reveal what that said is called, but just take the scripture on, on how it is. Don't try to figure it out. Only thing you need to remember, if you are hearing about Jesus, that's a privilege. Many people don't hear about Jesus. And many people hear Jesus and don't accept the clarion call. They won't accept him. They won't learn of him. So if you are the one who have accepted him and learned of him, you are a privileged individual. Hallelujah. You are blessed and highly favored. <clears throat> now we drop down to verse 30, Romans 9 and 30. It says, what shall we say then? That the Gentiles, which followed not after righteousness, have obtained to righteousness, even a righteousness which is of faith. What does that mean, brothers and sisters? They didn't get righteousness because they were holy. That's what that means. They didn't get righteousness because they didn't they followed all the Jewish dietary laws. They didn't get righteousness because they didn't work on the Sabbath. Because thou should not steal, thou should not kill, thou should not commit adultery. In other words, they was doing all those things because they were not following out the righteousness. They were sinning, the Gentiles. But they have obtained to righteousness, even the righteousness which is of faith. Now that means a person have faith in the in the works of Jesus, which is him dying as your sin substitute, you receiving him as Lord and Savior. And then you got to read his scriptures now. You got to adhere to his teachings. Don't misunderstand me. But while you're learning about him, you're you're born again. You you have been made righteous. Not because you are righteous, it's because you have been made righteous by believing on him, which makes you righteous. You're not righteous according to the flesh. It's a righteousness of faith. Remember, faith is believing something that appears not to be true sometimes. Like if a person real sick, like Lazarus, dead, and Jesus raised him from the dead. That's faith. Something that that's, appears not to be true, but it is true. That's faith. So faith in the blood of Jesus, that he died for your sins, was buried and then rose again. You believing on that man, he has became your sin substitute. So that's the righteousness which is of faith. It has nothing to do whether you did everything perfect. It has nothing to do whether you never sinned or did sin. It's a righteousness of faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. The Gentiles got it. The Jews was trying to get righteous by keeping the, the law. Not only the Ten Commandments, <coughs> but all the other stuff written in the law. And if they failed in one point, they was guilty of them all. The Bible say they couldn't get it. You just heard me read it. Verse 31, 
I'm reading it now. But Israel, which followed after the law of righteousness, have not, have not now, have not obtained to the law of righteousness. See, they couldn't keep it. They couldn't keep it. See, wherefore, because they sought it not by faith, but as it were by the works of the law. For they stumbled at that stumbling stone. They couldn't keep it. And neither can you keep it. Nobody could keep all of it. <clears throat> you will violate it sooner or later. So God made a different way. He made a different way for your salvation. That if you believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, that you'll be saved. See verse 33, it says, as it is written, behold, I lay in Zion a stumbling stone and rock of offense. And whosoever believeth on him shall not be ashamed. That him is that rock. That's Jesus. Jesus is that rock. Jesus is that stumbling stone. He is that rock of offense. But the Bible says, if you believe it on him, you shall not be ashamed. Why? Because he became a lamb. And he gave his life for the sins of the world. So that you could be righteous. So that I could be righteous. It even prompted Paul to say in one place, what advantage have the Jew? Now, don't misunderstand me. I stand with Israel. But on an individual basis, even the people in Israel have to be born again. They have to accept Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. The nation is favored, but the individual has to accept Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior to have eternal life. That's how it works. Got a lot to say. I'm out of time. Be blessed.